Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful to have you here. Again, thank you for being here. That means so much. And I pray that something that is shared today will bless you, will encourage you to dig more deeply into the Word of God, inspire you to get your Bible out for yourself. That is the entire goal of this podcast and of the book, Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. That is where God does His best work is when we are on our knees and when we are in His Word. And so again, I pray that this podcast will have that effect in your life. Happy 2023. I cannot believe that we're in 2023. It seems almost unimaginable. 2022 flew by so quickly. And I don't know about you, but I want to go into this year more hungry for the Word of God than ever. Over the last few months, I've kind of felt I've still been hungry for the Word of God, but I've just felt that it's dissipated a little bit, that the edge was taken off my hunger, I think largely through life circumstances, through busyness, probably through the projects that I've been pouring myself into, through social media, just through a lot of things have kind of just eaten away and again, taken the edge off my hunger. And I am determined to go into 2023 so hungry and so longing and so desiring the word of God to work in my life and to be in it. Um, more word, less social media. That is my MO this year. And more word, less other stuff that has the potential to eat away at my hunger for the word of God. And so that's partially the inspiration behind today's episode. I am going to encourage you to watch two YouTube videos that go hand in hand with this episode. We're going to talk about gold And the first segment of today's podcast, I'm just going to talk about desiring God's word more than gold. And the second half, I'm going to share an unedited journal entry really about the refining of gold and the sanctification process that God does in our lives once we're saved. And both of these were inspired by YouTube videos. I'm going to link to them in the show notes. The first one, um, a friend shared with me about a gold mine called the Grossberg Mine and also the Oostberg Mine in Arian Jaya, which is in Papua New Guinea. And it is so insanely fascinating and so incredible, the amount of effort and time that people go into to search out and to refine gold. It is just so incredible. And so again, I'm going to encourage you to watch two YouTube videos, one about the mining of gold and one about the refining of gold, and they will both be linked to in the show notes. But in Psalm 19, David said that God's word, that his commandments are more to be desired than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great 
reward. His word is to be desired more than gold, and there's great reward in keeping his word. I just wanted to share a couple of facts about the Grossberg Mine in Arian Jaya. It was discovered in 1936, and due to war, there was a long stretch of time before anybody really went back to begin um, explorations there. And it was in 1960 that a mining company and geologists were sent to begin, again, exploring. And the mine was opened in 1972. Once geologists and the mining company set out on the quest for gold, the cost has been astronomical. It cost $175 million to build the mine. Now that's back in the 60s and 70s. That is an incredible sum of money to mine gold. Roads were literally dug up the side of seemingly impossibly steep mountain ranges. This mine is 16,000 feet above sea level. And many, many, many lives have been lost in the effort to build the mine and the effort to build what they call the heat road that they built to get equipment up to the mine. And also just through the years of mining done at that location, they, as of 19 or as of 2020, said that they have dug 33.4 billion pounds of copper and 28.3 million ounces of gold and 130.6 million ounces of silver. So this is a very profitable mine in spite of the cost. And such incredible effort. And again, I cannot sum it up in words and just giving you cold facts. You need to watch this video of the effort. It will inspire you to, again, dig for treasure in the Word of God. We know that the Word of God has treasure far and above what any gold mine on this earth contains. David said, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. And there are immeasurable, innumerable riches in the word of God. Paul said in Ephesians 3, 8, Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ are greater than any wealth we could ever have in this world. When we get to heaven, gold is just going to be pavement. It's one of the most absolute, most valuable things on the face of this planet. And yet when we get to heaven, it's only going to be the word of God that we've invested. It's only going to be our faith that has withstood tests and trials. And it is only going to be other lives that we have touched that we're going to take with us. We will not care about gold. We won't care about diamonds. We won't care about bank accounts. We won't care about houses. We won't care about any form of material goods or earthly wealth. It's only going to be the word, faith, and other people that we are going to care about in that moment. And so I just want to encourage you to watch this YouTube video, see what incredible efforts go into mining earthly treasures and let it inspire you to search things out in the scriptures. Jesus called us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. We can only lay it up for ourselves. I can only lay up treasure in heaven for me. 
You can only lay up treasure for yourself in heaven. And it cannot be lost there. Jesus taught us that moth and rust does not corrupt there. Nothing can take it away. And the work that we do every single day when we get out our Bibles and when we get on our knees is eternal work. We're investing in the lives of others there. We're investing in heaven. We're investing in eternity. And it cannot be taken away. And so I know that's very simple, but just again, want to remind you the value in the word of God. It's more to be desired than gold. Keep seeking Jesus and stay in his word. For today's unedited entry, I'm going to um, talk about the refining of gold. (coughs) Excuse me. And I'm referencing another YouTube video, How Gold is Refined from Baird and Company. Um, Baird is the only refinery in the United Kingdom or only gold refinery in the United Kingdom. And the company goes through over 10 tons of gold a year. And so it was fascinating um, when I watched this video. I watched it a number of times and wrote an entry based on what I had seen in this particular video. And so today's unedited journal entry is Faith More Precious than gold. Faith more precious than gold. Over the last week or so, the process of gold being refined has come to mind. So on Monday a.m. in the sanctuary, I watched a video of the process. God touched me so deeply through what I learned. This morning on the way to MATC, Elle and I watched the video again and he said it's crazy how many steps it goes through. That little sentence really struck me, and it sums up so much. The process of refining gold is not a once-and-done process. It is a multi-layered, multi-step, multi-means process. I have always thought it was just heat, but there's so much more. So many steps in the process of refining. In a nutshell, it goes like this. Number one, gold comes from mines, which is 90% pure, and from pawn shops, 37% pure. Number two, gold is washed in chemicals to reach a concentration of 99.9%. The chemical takes away base metals, and the second takes away silver, so you're just left with gold. Number three, broken jewelry is melted into scrap bars. Number four, as the gold is melted, temperatures in the crucible reach 1400 degrees. Number five, the molten gold is molded into a bar, dipped in water, and impurities are scraped off. Number six, 12 of these bars are melted together and washed in chlorine. The gold is now 90% gold concentrate. Number seven, to reach further purity, the gold is turned into gold cornflakes. Number eight, it is then washed with a chemical called aqua regina. From another website on this step, can gold be destroyed? The only way gold can truly be destroyed is through nuclear reactions. However, there does exist a way to dissolve gold using aqua regina, which is a mix of hydrochloric and nitric acids. Even so, this does not mean the gold is destroyed after exposure. After dissolving, it exists as gold particles in a more widely dispersed form. Wow. Number nine, 
It is now turned into liquid and dried into sand. Wow, again. Gold sand is the purest form you can get. It's not beautiful or shiny at this stage. Number 10, gold sand is again melted in the crucible and turned into grains. The grains are formed by pouring the liquid molten gold into water. The grain is the final product of the refinery. Number 11, the grain is melted again and cast. Some is minted, pressed into strips and cut into shapes, coins, etc. Number 12, gold that is not minted is cast. The grain is put in molds and melted twice to form molded cast gold bars. It is 99.9% pure. All these steps have been on my heart. Thinking of the painstaking effort and great patience the refiner displays as he works his purification, sanctification process in our lives. Number one. First, we are dug out of the mines and bought back from the pawn shops. Isaiah 51.1 says, All who seek the Lord, consider the rock from whence you were cut and the quarry from which you were mined. And Acts 20.28 says, The church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Number two, we are washed in the waters of baptism. Our past is washed away. And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. As Miss Baird explained in the video, so you're just left with the gold. Number three, broken pieces began to be dealt with. Being cleansed and purchased does not mean being instantly whole. We are often purchased and washed as broken pieces with broken hearts, broken mindsets, broken families, broken storylines with ongoing complexities and consequences. The effects of the fallen world have imprinted themselves deeply on our lives, and from the point of being cleansed, we will have to daily submit and surrender pieces and places to the refiner. He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. The minds and mindsets we have lived with for so long must be transformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In surrendering our broken pieces to God, he begins a deep healing and purifying process of heart and mind. In many cases, if not all, it is an ongoing, lifelong process. Steps four through six. We go through the cyclical process of refining, heat and water. Over and over, God uses the circumstances of our lives to melt and purify and test our motives and character and integrity. He intensifies the heat of trials to skim off yet another layer of impurities. This ongoing process is on repeat for as long as God feels it is necessary. Every life and every process is different. Number seven, along the way of sanctification, he breaks us again to small pieces broken down just as it was just as it says of the clay in jeremiah 18 he broke down what he made and made it again number eight and as if that weren't enough if we have stuck with him to the process through the process to this point because let's face it many don't he then dissolves us he liquefies us to the point we wouldn't even recognize ourselves as gold this is gold in an unfamiliar form and only the purest gold will undergo this process. 
clear yellow liquid. This is not a state of gold that many know about or see. Only those in the refinery see gold in liquid form. But as previously shared, like gold, true children of God cannot be destroyed. They may be liquefied, but it is not to destruction. Like gold, liquefied lives will live as gold particles in a more widely dispersed form. The lives that reach this liquefaction stage will be available to God for broader dispersion. Number nine, after liquefaction, the gold is turned back to a solid form, but it is not a beautiful form. The gold at this stage literally looks like regular, ordinary sand. No one would look at it with a naked eye and assume it was gold. Nobody would look at it and see value. Yet what is visible does not determine value, for this is gold in its most valuable, purest form. Not recognizable, but unimaginably valuable. It is the purest form you can get. I must decrease. The smaller the gold, the higher the value. Number 10. The gold goes through a stage where the size of the grains of the gold are increased. They are melted and turned into what looks like gold pebbles. This is the final stage before the gold is melted into a 99.9% pure bar that everyone will recognize. God is always a God of process. He doesn't just do one step and we've arrived. He works here a little and there a little, as Isaiah wrote. He doesn't take us straight from liquid to a solid bar, and he doesn't take us straight from sand as broken down to the smallest possible pieces straight to a solid bar. He progressively gets us to that pure point where we can be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. He works slowly, methodically, purposefully, and intentionally. He works painstakingly with the material of our lives with great patience and long-suffering on display. His work is always in stages and steps, for he is a God of order. He is a God of process. Number 11. The pure gold is now used in one of two ways. It is either minted into coins and pressed into strips and useful shapes, or it is melted twice into gold bars. The purest gold is now valuable, usable, recognizable. The liquefied stages that only very few in the refinery saw is now a distant memory of the past. The sand stage is now behind them and God has worked with material of a life until it is proven and refined. Some at this point are put into circulation like coins, small pieces passed out for public consumption, and some are like bars reserved in a safe place for the master's future use. Whatever the means, the refiner's desire is to purify and better the lives he buys back. He wants to sanctify that which he's redeemed. And he's in it for the long haul, working in stages, working in stops and starts as we are able to enjoy the next step in the refining process. And the process will look different for every life. Sanctification will happen as we surrender to his means and his methods. And often I've discovered that I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing or what he's doing. Job 2, in the heat of an afflicted refining season, said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he does work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right, that I cannot see him. 
but he knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job says, I have no idea what is going on, but I know God is at work and I know God is refining and I know that when he's done doing whatever he's doing, I'm going to come out of this better and brighter. I shall come forth as gold, melted but not destroyed, liquefied again and again, but for refining, not destruction. I declare that he knows what he's doing and I declare that I'll come through it. Good thoughts, Job. Stick with the refiner's process. When you feel the heat or you're in an unrecognizable form, remember the words of Peter, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You will come forth as gold. And so I know there's a lot of facts and figures and it's possible that was a little hard to follow, but just a simple reminder that God has you where he wants you. If you are seeking him, if you are walking humbly with him, he is going to take you through any step of the refining process that he has you in. I want to read a little poem that I read this morning. It was a great encouragement to me and I will read it in closing. It's by Annie Flint Johnson. I've read several things from her over the years that I absolutely love. She says, when you pass through the waters, deep the waves may be and cold, but Jehovah is our refuge and his promise is our hold. For the Lord himself has said it, he the faithful God and true, when you come to the waters, you will not go down but through. Seas of sorrow, seas of trial, bitter anguish, fiercest pain, rolling surges of temptation sweeping over heart and brain. They will never overflow us, for we know his word is true. All his waves and all his billows, he will lead us safely through. Threatening breakers of destruction, doubts insidious undertow, will not sink us, will not drag us out to ocean depths of woe. For his promise will sustain us. Praise the Lord whose word is true. We will not go down or under, for he says you will pass through. And if you are in the fire, if you're feeling the refiner's flame, remember that it is for your good and it is for his glory. And so today, really simple thought, just encouragement to fuel your hunger for the Word of God. Maybe that means turning off Netflix. Maybe that means turning off Instagram or Facebook or other things that are um, coming into your life and maybe robbing you of hunger for the Word of God. Fuel your hunger. His Word is more to be desired than gold. And to stay in the fire if God's got you there right now. He's working his process. You're going to come forth as gold. Your faith is so so precious to him. Thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. 
happy, 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 happy Friday.